For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What is up, everybody, and welcome in to Believe in the Dallas Cowboys. I am Jeff Cavanaugh. Cavanaugh! Alongside your favorite former Cowboys wide receiver, the great, beautiful Jesse Holly. Oh, Jesse Holly went 77 yards. It must be a reality show. Jesse, there's something I have to tell you. Oh, I'm listening. I'm all ears. I am super excited that we are brought to you by Bet Online, <laughs> the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events with first to market odds and lines. We told you last week the Cowboys were going to pull it off. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I hope everybody got rich and didn't listen to me the week before. Uh, but Bet Online is awesome. Every league, MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, golf, they're the top online resource for all oh, your sports information from live in game betting, props, and futures. And if you head to Bet Online today, or use your mobile device to join and make that first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0. Get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Jesse's out at the star. How are you, buddy? I'm good, man. Yeah, down here just double dipping, as always, you know. Do you have the inside scoop for us? Is there a, is there a scoop? Uh, no. Nothing, nothing scoopy down here. Nothing scoopy down here. Just normal run-of-the-mill stuff. Ready for, ready for Washington. Daniel says, yo, Jeffrey, why aren't you at Pluckers? I just was. I came home to do the show with Jesse, and then I'm going to go right back to Pluckers. I might stop I have to come past where you guys are going to be, so I might stop through. I, I might get me a 12-piece. You know I'll be there at uh, a 12 I think they do it by 10s. I just had 10. Oh, 5, 10. Might yep. be a 12-piece, though. I bet if you ask for 12, they'll make it happen. Pluckers doesn't F around. Um, yeah, I'm going to go back up there from a 4 o'clock hit on 97-1 The Eagle. It's uh, mm. just something that I tend to do from time to time. It's a radio station that I thoroughly enjoy. And, yeah. uh, you know, so there's that. Uh, Cowboys are going to play the Commanders this week, Jesse. And yeah. um, in trying to look around to preview this thing, I almost feel like it's kind of a repeat of last week where you're going, well, they have their starting quarterback, and that's nice. But, man, I'm looking at your team and going, I expect my team with the backup quarterback to beat you. I expect Cooper Rush to be the first Cowboy to ever start 4-0 as a Cowboy starter. Is that wrong? Are we no. getting too cocky? No, 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 no. Like, I want everyone to – to feel as cocky as you. Like, I want everyone to walk in crotch first. Okay. Um, and not overlook this game, though. Like, don't overlook this game. Walk in crotch first. Like, these are the type of games that you got to come in early in these football games and assert your dominance. Like, the Washington Commanders are looking for a reason to quit. They are. They, like, they really are. Like, but if you don't give them a reason to quit, they'll just keep hanging around. And that's when it gets a little bit scary for you. 
But I promise you, they're looking for a reason to be like, point the finger, quit, yell, bicker, moan. That's what bad football teams do. So give them every reason early in this football game. But hey, by the time we get back home, it'll still be daylight outside. You know, we'll get back home probably eight-ish, whatever it may be. I may be able to still go out somewhere late on the night and get some drinks. Like give them a reason to start thinking about post-game plans uh, with their families. Don't give them a reason to be like, hey, we actually can win this football game. Because if you do, if you do, they have the names that could make a play or two. Like they have the names like Samuels. They have the names like Jahan Dotson. They have the names like Scary Terry, right? And as bad of a decision maker as is Carson Wentz, he's really a Bad, bad, bad decision making. Like and, and and comprehension from the quarterback position. There's still something in there that he might be able to like fling one out there for a big completion. You know what I mean? Like if you, oh, yeah. if, you if you hang around long enough, like he still he he has two three hundred yard passing games this season. Yeah, I think you go back. You go back to um, week one when they beat the Jaguars in the fourth quarter, and it was the most Carson Wentz quarter I think I've ever seen. Where I think it was early in the fourth, where he did one of his. It's not there early, so my brain just explodes, and I have no idea what to do. But I'm not going to throw it away. I'm going to spin in circles and do something stupid. And then he throws a terrible pick, and I think I like even typed like, "Oh my God, Wentz is wincing harder than he's ever winced." Mm-hmm. And then the next two drives, he drops dimes for touchdowns and they come back and win. And I'm like, and there's the other part of him. Carson Wentz has the ability here. Yes. In this arm, in these legs, he has the ability. But if you can take away what he wants early, this is a problem. (laughs) He does not know how to go throw it away, live to fight another down. He just doesn't know how. And that's so unfortunate because to your point, the physical tools are there. Like oh. just the bare physical tools are absolutely there. It's, at times you wish like, you know what? I would love to take that arm and maybe put it on our quarterback. Sure. I mean, I think Wentz is probably a better athlete than Dak now. Yeah. Right? But this part is, is, is I don't know, stupees. I don't know. I don't like, it's just, it's so bad. Like when you watch it, like you like I watched the game and you sit there and you go, you feel bad. Like I like I find myself sometimes being like, why did you do that? Like, why are you still holding on to the football? Just throw it away. Just no, he's open. All right, never mind. Like it's it's just guys will like run open like right in front of his face and like, hey, just take the eight-yard completion right there in front of you, and maybe he can go get 10, 12, 15. And he'll be like, like a shake weight. You like, and then like it all shuts that. down. Then it all shuts down. And then he sacked. Yeah. So, yeah. That, that's so, a yeah. concern. Yeah. So that's Carson Wentz in a nutshell. And like, there is very much good. He could absolutely have a day where he throws for 303 touchdowns. It's just a matter of does he also take six sacks and two really stupid plays? And so for the Cowboys, I would think that the most important thing is 
Like, I know there are crazy people out there who are like, oh, my God, Cooper Rush is playing great, and if he never loses, they should leave him in. Like, you're, the Cowboys are scoring 15 points a game. Now, Dak was a three-pointer, so I guess Rush is scoring, like, 20 points a game. That's not good, but he's doing everything you could ask a backup quarterback to do in terms of a couple of scoring drives, and to me, the most important thing, very few, if any, sacks, and not turning the ball over. Like, that's all I need is can you continue to do that? And I'll let Wentz score three touchdowns, two or three touchdowns with a couple turnovers, and then we'll make those work. We'll never turn it over. And that will be enough to get us home 24 to 20. And, and that's, that's all you got to do. Like, and for, for defensively for us, this is one of those games where you're doing everything in your power this week in preparation physically to get to the game. Like, I'm, I'm making sure – because I want to be so ready defensively. When you cut on the film, you're like, I can have another three-sack game. I can have a pick six. There can be a touchdown in this thing for me because he's going to fumble. And we're going to get a strip sack fumble. Like, I am doing everything in my power to be like, hey, I'm stretched out good, no soft tissue prop. Because I want to be as fast as I possibly can because Carson Wentz is going to give up, give it up to you. Like defensively, I'm doing, I'm trying to get all the reps I can. I don't want to be a part of the rotation because I don't want to miss the chance. I don't want to miss my Pro Bowl chance. Like this can, this can honestly be someone's Pro Bowl. This can be Doris Armstrong's Pro Bowl game. Like he can go out there and get three sacks and be like, already four games have five sacks. Now you start talking about at the end of the year, this is a dude who has nine, 10 sacks and he's in the conversation now for going to the Pro Bowl. Like don't, this is a Pro Bowl pageant stats moment. This is the moment when you're in high school, you're like, are we playing that booty juice team? Oh, I'm definitely going 10 for 150 and three touchdowns. Just throw that thing to me. This is the game. This is the game defensively. You're like, oh, I'm going to get me a pick. Oh, I'm going to get me a sack. I'm going to get me a strip sack fumble. So, you know, that, that's the part about defensively, the pressure that he's getting ready to see is getting ready, is, is going to be stupid. Mitchell in the super chat, shake weight wins. Ha ha. Love the content. Thank you, Mitchell. And Eric was D laws three sack game because they're focused more on Parsons or was Parsons really showing that he wasn't hundred percent. I think based on the context clues I've gathered from Parsons after that game, I think Parsons had a hard time being hydrated because I think Parsons the days leading up to that had the poops. I think that's the sort of sickness that he had that things that he put in his body were quickly removing from his body and that it was um, hard to stay hydrated. But Tank's three-sack game, I think, was primarily because he got to take a bunch of snaps against Evan Neal, the Alabama right tackle, former Alabama right tackle. It was a first-round pick that I would have lost a lot of money if you said who's going to start better, Evan Neal or Tyler Smith. I would have lost money. Because I would have said Evan Neal, and it ain't going that way. That dude's getting wrecked every single week. And if you're a dude that gets wrecked every week, Tank will wreck you. Um, and I'm not saying that Tank isn't a good player, but it also helps when you get a bunch of one-on-one -on -one coverage every single time you line up. Like that, what? 100, like this, you just do the percentages. If we're playing 65 snaps and for 55 of those, I have one-on-one, one-on-one, I, I got to win a lot of those shows. I got to win a lot of those matchups. Uh, I got to go back to something about uh, Wentz because I forgot to say it. And now 
I haven't taken my ADHD meds in the last four hours and I'm already forgetting where I was going with it. I had a thing about Carson. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Just the, the, it's the overall theme of Carson Wentz. If there were a way to bet, and I guess I could have just bet on the Eagles last week, bet but if there were a way to bet that, Hey, what game do you think for sure Carson Wentz is going to suck? I would say his game being back in this division against his former team in this division, the Eagles. Like Carson, and I'm allowed to say this, okay? As a man in therapy, I'm allowed to say this. <laughs> Carson Wentz is the most clear example at quarterback in the NFL of a dude that just needs a sports psychologist. Yes. That can just, can we work on what's here? Because I would have bet anything that when he went to play Philly as the quarterback of the commanders, that he would play like ass. Because I just, I think the higher stakes, the bigger, well, Kirk Cousins is probably an example of this too. Like the more pressure you're putting on yourself or thinking, man, this is a game where I really want to show that's what Carson Wentz is going to do. Commanders, by the way, this is the teams with, uh, this is yards per play this year. The worst in the league, this will not be true anymore because of last night, but going into last night, Bengals were worst in the league in yards per play at four and a half. Steelers and Texans at 4.7. And at 4.8, the Commanders, the Cardinals, the Bucks, and the Colts. That's like 4.8 is awful, but it is funny that Matt Ryan, Tom Brady, and Kyler Murray are also that bad this year so far. Uh, but the Washington Commanders do not present much of a threat on offense except for what Jesse said earlier. Like Carson Wentz is talented. Jahan Dotson has scored three touchdowns in his first three games as an NFL rookie. Curtis Samuel is having a nice start to a year as a receiver, and he's the only dude that when they hand it to can actually get something done. And Terry McLaurin's good as hell. Yeah. And yet, the interior offensive line sucks. Carson Wentz is kind of a whack job. Uh, it doesn't really come together, but it can for stretches and at times. So the Cowboys just got to do what they've been doing and just play good defense. Dirk, what's up with Chase Young? He's having a hard time coming back from his ACL. Nice not having to face him. Yeah, he's not eligible to come back until next yeah, week. Next so week. you won't be dealing with Chase Young. But still, that's another part. Okay, so another part of this uh, Washington team. Their secondary has been bad to start the year. Their linebackers aren't good. Maybe Jamin Davis will be good one day. But still, on that D-line, Montez Sweat's a good player. Jonathan Allen's a good player. Deron Payne is a good player there's a chance that this team can slow you down running the ball without putting all the resources into it and saying, Hey, Cooper rush, you're going to have to beat us. And I guess I'm just saying that to illustrate that I look at this team as bad enough that I expect the Cowboys to beat them, but I will not be surprised if it goes the other way. I think the Cowboys will win, but don't get too cocky. You're not allowed to get too cocky in a division game when your backup quarterback is playing, like you're going to have to earn it. Yeah, nah, not really. They suck. They suck. Like, like when you watch, <laughs> and again, like the, the the mystifying thing to me is what you just said. Like, I can five first rounders on that defense. Five, five first round picks on that defense. The names are there. The, the names are written. Hey, the names are written on the roster. It's factual. Like, if you just started taking name for name you're like holy moly guacamole like the names are there and one of the reasons why they have they're having trouble on the back end 
is because those guys were solely dependent upon getting the pressure up front from that front seven. I mean, there was a point in time that the Washington Commanders front seven was one of the best, at least their front their front line was arguably one of the best in the league. I, I mean, oh, yeah, that, you had Chase Young to the three I gave you? Like, that's yeah. a good front. Like, they had one of the best, most terrifying fronts that you would ever see. And so, again, that also plays a part in I don't have to have the second iteration of Darrell Rebus in the back, you know, in the these guys up front are getting so much pressure. One of the reasons why you – know, here's one of the reasons why we will take a hit, especially Trayvon Diggs and all these interceptions, because the ball ain't going down the field like that much anymore. It's coming out so quick. Like, it is coming out – it's coming out quick because teams are now so afraid of the pressure that they're getting from our front, and mainly Michael Parsons being the lead dog in that. But I watch the tape and I watch these games and I'm like, Oh yeah, Montez Sweat. Oh yeah, that these dude, these are dudes, and it just hasn't come together at all. I don't know what's the reason that that is the most head scratching thing. Saying if we're just going by names and talent and draft status, they have a bunch of dudes who can play, just not coming together. I don't know if it's coaching. I know Carson Wentz is a whack job, but it, it's it's again my whatever God that you pray to. Just pray that for this one game, it doesn't click. Yeah, on any side of the ball. Yeah, because there's talent there. They got talent for sure. Like, um, I, like I don't want like don't put please God please don't put Forniak out there. He's gonna have a he's gonna have a hell of a day. You put Forniak out there, and he had to deal with the pain boys and the Allen boys. He's gonna struggle. Like, just go ahead and put Jason Peters out there. Let's just move forward with this thing. Let's not give them – let's not leave the door open for anything like that. Like, just shut it, put Farniak on the side, unless you need him in case of emergency, break glass in case of emergency, because he'll struggle. Like, Farniak will get big boyed if he has to deal with those guys up front. Um, so yeah, Jason Peters has old man strength. I don't even want to create that atmosphere of, you know – somebody getting pushed in the backfield or getting whooped on the line of scrimmage. And now we create some, some bull crap and anything can happen in this game. So, you know, let's just eliminate that opportunity from happening. And don't put Farniak out there. Um, okay. I got a stat for you. Guessing game for Jesse Holly. Does Jesse know football? Uh, when Jason Peters was in the game, how many yards per carry did the Cowboys get? Uh, 14.8. 13.3. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, his first snap was a 45-yard run for Pollard, but seven carries while he was in for 93 yards. And when Jason Peters was not in, 23 carries for 83 yards. So they were getting 10 more yards per carry when he was in the game. Yeah, that I, it, I took that stat and I put it on um, – I put it in italic bold print. I put it on a piece of paper and I march it up to the room of, of Philbin. I march it up to the room of Kellen Moore. I march it up to the room of Mike McCarthy. And I go, this is the only thing that I'm going to give you guys. Let it, let it resonate in your minds and do the right thing. Yeah. Jason, uh, Jason you're going to start this game at left guard. Yeah. And until you do this, we're right. going until you tap that helmet. It's your and show. Even, and even if you do this, we're going to bang a timeout. Okay. <laughs> We go. 
<laughs> Breathe. Here you go. Get you some water. Get back out there. They go. They go bang one of these. You know what I mean? And then we'll get back in there and go. The one thing that I wanted to bring up today also about the Cowboys defense, and it's kind of one of these. I just want to tell myself how smart I am. Is uh, coming into this year, the Cowboys were never going to replicate the number of turnovers they forced a year ago because it just doesn't go that way. It's just not how it works. I did. I mean, Trayvon Diggs could have had three picks last week, and I'm surprised that he dropped two picks. It's not like him. But you were never going to replicate that. But I did think coming into this year, as they grew together and guys got more experience, that down in and down out, they'd be better than a year ago. So, like, were you going to lead the league in takeaways? Probably not. But down in and down out, could you be a better defense than a year ago? Yeah. And so far this year, it's a nerd stat. But by DVOA, instead of being eighth or whatever they were last year, currently the Cowboys are the second best defense in football. And instead of it being we force all the turnovers, it's now, I was about to say the F word, we F your quarterback up. Um, we get after your quarterback and we got, you know, we got dudes that can make this work. Uh, and so they're doing it in a different way. But your defense has been on point without even really forcing the turnovers. And um, you're getting after the quarterback. Your punt returns, I believe, are currently averaging 16 yards per with Kevonte Turpin. So, like, they're doing all the little by things the way, right. They're playing good. What's that? I was going to say, and by the way, my special teams nerd kind of stat, because that's what I well, lived on. Special, Like, you don't understand how big that is. Like, 60, you're a great punt return is 10 yards. Yeah. Like eight or nine is not good. Ten or eleven is really good. Sixteen is absurd, and he's gonna break one. Like, like a, a special team coach will tell you, if you can get ten yards every time you return a punt, that is a first down. We have started our drive excellently. They, that, that's all they want. We want ten yards. If we break, we can average ten yards a return. That will put you tops in the National Football League in in punt. So. Cowboys 23, Commanders 17 is what I'm going with. They do enough. They get after Wentz enough. The offense scores just enough, and they get it done one more time. Jesse? Yeah, I got Cowboys 21, Commanders 13. Um, I think I think this defense, again, pads its stats. I, see, I think you see another five-plus sack game. Um, and maybe some more infighting amongst the commanders on the sideline again. Well, I mean, they can't like there's uh, Antonio Gibson is their actual running back, right? Curtis Samuel, I think has like nine or 10 carries this year. So they'll do bits with him and he has run the ball. Well, when he gets it handed to him, but they're getting three yards per carry with their running back. Their passing game is three picks through three games. They take a bunch of sacks. Just don't screw it up. Don't screw Definitely. it up boys. And Kellen Moore, don't 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 revert back. Just continue on the path that you've been on. You've you've, you've done a good job these last two weeks. Please let God. the quarterback hand it to Pollard instead of doing six people before he gets it. Yeah, yeah, and 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 make sure we're handing it to him on the edges. We're not running in the in the a gaps anymore. Like let's let's stop that. Let's let's get the ball in the edges. Let's get Tyler Smith pulling. Let's get those twelve set those twelve personnel sets. Those two tight ends out there, and let's just hey. Methodically work your way down the field, find the guys on dig routes, find guys on option routes, find guys on slants. Hey, every now and again, throw a YOLO up there. See if CD can catch it. 
We're Gallup, go ahead. Oh, that's another thing. If Michael Gallup plays this week, which I which we all assume that he will, but we'll see. McCarthy assumes that he will, but they thought he was gonna play last week too. But yeah. I think he'll play this week. I think off the gate, right? Give him a smoke screen. Just boom, one step, give him the ball, just let him touch the football. Let him get hit. Let him get hit. Let him see if he can make a move. Let him just find a way to like to take that anxiety off of am I can I still do this live in the game? It's gonna be pressure. I'm at home. Just give him the football. Just find a way. Don't just sweep him, please. God, don't just sweep him. Just let him run a smoke screen. No, I don't need another receiver over there. Just let him run a smoke screen and just feel the football early in the football game. If that guy is pressed, fine. Run a go and just throw it to him or out of bounds. But just let him feel it. Let him let, know. And let them know we will. We will. Yes, absolutely. Yep. Uh, Dalton Schultz should be back too. Maybe because partially because them uh, little rookies were uh, blocking pretty good last week and uh, playing decent football, and he's gonna be like, "Hold on, let me get back in here, get my catches. I got a paycheck that I got to go earn in this offseason because they're damn sure not gonna pay me because they got you two. So let me get back in there and get some catches." Anything else, Jesse? Uh, just quickly, man. Um, I want to say thoughts and prayers to the Escobar family, uh, former Cow- former Dallas Cowboys tight end Gavin Escobar, uh, found deceased yesterday. And what to be an apparent rock climbing accident. Um, Gavin played here with the Cowboys for four years and other teams across the league, uh, and then went on to be a firefighter. Talk about something that's admirable and honorable, right? Just to 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 go to serve your community. And I, I asked myself last night, could you be a firefighter, Jesse? Like literally, every time you're called, you're going into a situation where you're rushing into danger and can possibly cost you your life. And I think that the biggest thing people don't know about just athletes is that when we're done playing the game, we're always trying to find something to, to, to give us that rush, to give us that commitment, to give us that feeling that we had when we left the game. And I don't know if rock climbing gave that to him. Uh, if it, you know, we all, we're always looking for the next challenge. Like that is what has driven us this far. We're always trying to find the next challenge. And, and, and it's unfortunate that if that was his, his challenge, his his way of going to release um, or, or going to just find himself mentally. Those things that just they need to be done for us. Uh, it's tragic that that happened, and so I'm I'm praying for his wife and his two little girls that he left behind. And uh, yeah, man, you just you just never know when that day is going to be your day. So live every day um, with love, with joy, with kindness, uh, and to the max. And really to the max, man. And, and for me, you know, it's always eliminate the contingencies. Positive vibes to the Escobar family and all of his people. And um, remember, oh, and thanks to Bet Online for presenting Believe in Cowboys. And remember that you have no idea what anybody's going through. So be cool to everybody. We love you. Bye. Love you for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.